0: Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand business show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Shaw Showchuck. So we need to understand what it is I need to take action on, right? And when we we get clarity, focus, we have predetermined objectives. We know and we talk about when we coach reverse engineering and understanding what has to happen every year, month, week, day. And for guys, maybe like me with an undiagnosed ADHD, what do we have to do every hour? What are those high leverage activities that I need to engage in? And what are those things, conversely, that I shouldn't be doing? Because you can't grow, expand, or scale until you have clarity around not just what you should do, but also what you shouldn't be doing.
1: Hi there, and welcome back to Personal Brand Business Show. My name is Bob Gentle, and every week I speak with incredible people who share their secrets to building, marketing, and monetizing their expertise, intentionally growing a unique personal brand, and the mindset you need for your business to grow and thrive. If you're new to the show, then while you still have your device in your hand, hit subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode. And if you are watching on YouTube, also take a moment to hit the subscribe button and give the show a like and a comment as well. So this week we're talking about mindset, productivity, and systems for expert business owners. And as the saying goes, if you keep doing what you've always done, you will always get what you always got. So Sean Chuchuk, we are talking about changing your results. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. So I think that that always, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. That was a bit of a, I think that was a Zig Ziglar. And I think it was Albert Einstein probably said something very similar, which is the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing and expecting different results for me. And this is what I want to talk to you about today, Sean. And, For the listener, I'm going to ask Sean to introduce himself in a minute, but this is going to set the tone for the interview today, I think. A lot of smart people can be very successful or moderately successful, but they seem to hit a point beyond which they can't go. And that never seems to be down to the tech or the tactics or the strategy. It's something else, something that it's really difficult to identify. And we're going to spend a bit of time on this today, but Sean... For the listener who's meeting you for the first time, can you maybe just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and the kind of work you do?
0: I will do my very best. Yeah. So for, well, more years than I care to count for well over 25 years, I've had the privilege to work with, I think we're over 12,000 clients and students now to help them grow, succeed. And and if you're in business and if you want to be in business, you know, it's about growth, expansion, and scaling. And, you know, you alluded to a moment ago, um, you know, sort of what what that glass ceiling might be. And it really is this, in my opinion, and I've had the privilege to, to really, I guess, understand this over the years. The largest gap in our lives is always between what we know and what we do. And there are many, many examples of this. You know, uh, there's we all today do things that we know we shouldn't do, whether it's unhealthy or whatever that scenario is. And if we talk about entrepreneurship, we talk about business. The, the one single reason that most people today get into business is freedom. Freedom is defined in three ways. The ability to do what you want, when you want, and with whom. That encompasses everything. And once we start to understand that it's not reserved for any one individual, if you want it bad enough, you're going to do something. Now, desire is, is a motivator, but dissatisfaction typically is a much greater motivator than anything else. When you become sufficiently dissatisfied with where you are in life, your career, even relationships, you are going to make a decision, irrevocable, that you're going to make a shift and a change. And when you embrace that and you understand that, you see, change comes hard for most of us. And I found that the only ones that really embrace change are babies and wet diapers. So for those of us that aren't quite that young any longer, we need to make a decision. And we need to we this is irrevocable and never go back on this, that we're going to do something different, dramatically different, something that's going to change outcomes. More of the same gives you more of the same. So we need to make that shift and change. Now, yes, it's hard and yes, it's difficult. And I understand that whether it's getting up at five o'clock in the morning for a routine, something that you want, that you need, something you know is going to make a difference or whether it's doing those things that you dislike in your business. You see, most entrepreneurs today know what has to be done, but don't want to do it. And that's a human nature thing, okay? So if you happen to have, I don't know, a truck or a van and you're a plumber, you you will tend to push those things outside of your, your vision because they're not appealing to you. If you work at a desk, you're going to relegate those things you don't want to do outside of that scope of vision. Why? Because you want to do the things you enjoy. Now, there should be enjoyment but in order for you to be truly successful at a level where you achieve the freedom we talked about a moment ago you're going to have to do some of those things that may not be at the top of your list now i encourage you to put that at the top of your list because if you don't it is a form of procrastination and if you've ever heard a business owner an entrepreneur a leader a leadership team talk about having to put out fires on a constant basis the reason they find themselves in that position is because they didn't take the initiative initially to do those things that maybe weren't at the top of their list. Right. Mm. And they were potentially at the bottom. And then what happens is five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening comes along for those of us that, that own and run a business or have a team. And we look at the clock and we look at our obligations. We have family, our spouse, our kids, whatever it is. And we go, I got, I, I got to go spend time with them. I got to go home now. And those things that we should have dealt with at the beginning of the day have still been pushed to the side. And then all of a sudden the next morning we wake up and this thing is giving us, uh, it's blowing up because we've got emails, we've got text messages, and we've got some kind of whatever messaging system we use, that there's fires. And so we now spend the first three or four hours of that day and the following day and the one after that putting out these fires. Had we dealt with something that we should have way back when on Monday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, we wouldn't have fires for the rest of the week. And this becomes a hamster wheel. This becomes something that we end up running and running and running on, and never actually seeing the outcome that we need, want, desire, and ultimately deserve. And the reason that we got into business in the first place.
1: I'm going to say I identify with that on on a small scale, listener. Don't worry. I think what you're describing there is the universal state of of, of entrepreneurs. If I'm <laughs> honest, and. I think that can hold people back at the very beginning of their journey where they maybe aren't even earning, but that trap can equally prevent us from moving past say a hundred grand a year, 200 grand a year, a million a year. At some point this becomes a concrete mindset. It feels like this is just life for you. And what I'm really interested to get into is how can we, how can we make that liquid or flexible again? How can we move beyond what we think is okay this is just my life now to releasing into almost an identity shift because what you describe there over time that becomes this is just who i am this is this is my state of being i can't escape it how can people escape that can they escape it
0: uh you know what it it comes down to this one i want you to think about in this if you look at any truly successful person today they have someone they work with or have worked with. And I'll give you an example. I've had a coach for 28 years. My first coach, and some of you uh, will know Bob Proctor. Unfortunately, we lost him last year. Uh, he was my first coach. He wrote the forward to my first book. And he didn't accept excuses. So have someone that's, there's a big difference between a mentor and a coach. Somebody who's going to hold your feet to the fire. But to answer your question, we need to revisit. Okay? We need to revisit what it is that's important to us. If you have three things, clarity around destination or goal, and yes, we've heard for generations you need to have a goal, but there's the right goal, and then there's one we set because it's easy. If you already know how to do something, it's not a goal. If you made $100,000 or $200,000 last year, you already know how to do it. It's not a goal. So I want you, a goal should do three things, motivate, inspire, and scare you all at the same time. And I want you to do this, and when I work with clients, even those who have been very successful in their life, their career, their businesses, Uh, And I say, you know, and I'm using money today because it's something that I think most of us hopefully can understand and quantify the value of whatever the currency is. And if they say, well, you know, I I want a a hundred thousand or 200,000 or a million or five or 10 million, whatever that that is, I'll always challenge them. And I'll say, why don't we, you know, if you said 5 million, let's make it 10. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can't do $10 million, you know, and I'll say, okay, that's fine. And if you have a team, a, a company, a division, whatever you lead, push that. And here's why, and I've watched this, and this is interesting on teams and companies, because they set a goal, and if that team hits the goal, let's say it's for calendar year, they hit it in October, November, and December ends up being a relaxation period. They go to sleep. Okay, if you said my goal is ten million dollars, January 1st through through December 31st, and you did I don't know seven million, seven and a half million. Are you really going to complain? And the answer is no. Okay. So what I really want to get at is here. If you don't push yourself, there's no growth. If you don't force yourself to get out of that easy chair and kick through the terror barrier, the terror barrier, by the way, is not real. It's a mirage. Just because it looks like it's impenetrable. It looks like you can't go over through or around. It doesn't mean it's real. It's, if you, if you want to, uh, you know, to, to really understand this, it's a mirage. And it does not exist. You can push right through it. And on the other side of it is freedom. So in order for you to get out of that, you use the term concrete mindset. You have to make, and it comes back to, listen, your life's predicated on two things. One of them are the decisions you make. So every decision is going to have an outcome. Okay? If you make the decision to say, yeah, you know what? I've stagnated for some period of time. And by the way, you don't stay there forever. You either are growing or you go in the other direction. And I don't, I don't want to know what's you know at the other end. So growth. Make a decision that growth is important to you. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, you're going to encounter these things that you're going to question yourself and go, Oh my goodness, did I actually sign up for this? Yes. Because that's the different make difference maker. If you're going to grow, succeed, if you're going to expand and scale, whatever that is, your mindset, your business, your bank account, your relationships you have to make a decision. And I'll throw one more thing. As I said, your life's predicated on two things a minute ago. So one was decisions and two are the relationships you establish, nurture, and build.
1: Hi, it's Bob here. If you're listening to the show and thinking this is way out of reach for me, I get it, but I want you to stop working with me one-to-one or in a group on your business is accessible and affordable. No matter what stage your business is at. Just open your email, draft a message to bob at amplifyme.agency, or search for at Bob Gentle on any social media platform. Direct message me, tell me your story, and I'll do my very best to help make sure that the next chapter is the best yet. As you were speaking there, I couldn't help but think of athletes and Athletes tend to fall into one of two camps. They're naturally gifted. And if they just do some work, they will excel. And then there are those that maybe didn't have the talent, but they worked and worked and worked for an entire lifetime. Mm. It's the old hard work beats talent where talent doesn't work analogy there. And I've done a little bit of work in snow sports. I know my way around elite snow sports. And I've seen this time and again, but to take that into the, the business environment, having interviewed, I don't know how many really successful people, I see the same thing that, and there's a couple of ways of looking at this, but anybody I know that is really successful. And, and by that, I mean where they're very, very distant to where they began. Their journey has been long and transformational. What's, pretty universal is they are not the person. And now they were at the beginning of that journey. And what that tells me is personal growth is, it's a fundamental to success. A lot of the time, if you're not growing, you can't expect your business to grow. Now in business, we either have natural talent, but if we don't have natural talent, then we need a coach. And that was kind of where I was going with all this rather convoluted analogy. But when it comes to coaches, I think there's there's two different perspectives on this. So I do an element of coaching, I'll put it. I help people on a very specific journey, but that's all I do. I would never say, if somebody in the room put their hand up and said, I need a coach, my hand's not going up because I help people on a very specific journey. But if I wanted somebody to help me specifically with the mindset stuff around personal growth and business, what should I look for? Because I think there it is a minefield. And obviously you you have an angle here, but it's a space you know really well. It's a space you spent your entire life in. So if somebody was going to put their hand in their pocket, what should be on the menu?
0: It's a very broad question. Thank you for asking. It's a good question. I think there's a couple, couple you know, different aspects to this. And one is, what is it that you want? Until you know what it is you truly want, I don't think anyone can help you. I, I don't care how specialized, where they've niched or niched down. You need to know what you want. And I don't think there's anyone out there that's going to help you really get clear on that. You need to gain clarity. And there's three steps to this. Once you know what you want or once you know what your destination is, it then we shift a little bit. We start looking at focus. We want to focus on that to the exclusion of all outside distractions. Okay? And the third component to this is not action. We've heard for a very long time, you should go take action. Uh, I can go stand in the freeway, any freeway in the world, the flap my arms like a bird flaps its wings, I'm taking action, but I'm gonna accomplish not much other than getting hit by a car. So we need to understand what it is I need to take action on, right? And when we, we get clarity, focus, We have predetermined objectives. We know and we talk about when we coach reverse engineering and understanding what has to happen every year, month, week, day. And for guys maybe like me with an undiagnosed ADHD, what do we have to do every hour? What are those high leverage activities that I need to engage in? And what are those things, conversely, that I shouldn't be doing? Because you can't grow, expand, or scale until you have clarity around not just what you should do, but also what you shouldn't be doing. So I think that's a big part of this, uh, from a mindset standpoint. No one's no one can make your mind up for you. You have to do that, but you need somebody who's been there. You need somebody who can walk hand. This is this is what a coaching relationship should be. You need someone who's going to walk hand in hand and side by side with you to avoid potholes and collapse timeframes. This is the foundation of a coaching relationship. Nothing more. That individual needs to have walked this path before. Needs to have skill that will take you when you walk hand in hand and side by side with him or her to a place that you want to be. I get asked a question a lot, do, do people ever outgrow their coaches? And the answer is yes. Okay. There are some you may not, right? I don't think I ever outgrew Bob Proctor. <laughs> and I knew him for, I don't know, two and a half decades. Okay. And I remember him, you know, phoning me up just to have a conversation and literally giving me a uh, crap for what he thought I was doing wrong. And, you know, in hindsight, looking back at the conversation, he was probably right. In the moment, I didn't think he was. And, you know, he said something to me, and I'll share this with you. And I alluded to this earlier when you you and I were chatting off air. I told Bob I wanted to be a coach. And at this point in time in my life, I'd started three or four businesses, been relatively successful. And I told him I wanted to be a coach. And Bob looked at me and said, why? And I said, well, I want to help people. He said, yeah, yeah, I get that, Sean. OK, he said, but it's the hardest business you will ever get into. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I I got it, Bob. Don't worry. And probably 15 or 20 years later, just I was walking down the street one day and Bob phoned me and I answered the phone and, and he said, well, and for those of you that maybe never met him, his on stage presence, uh, his knowledge base, his ability to share, teach, break things down. So it was. Uh, under anyone could understand it, you could assimilate this, you could internalize it. In person, he was very, very blunt, very direct, and he didn't accept excuses. And he said, "Well, you know what I'm talking about." And I said, "I actually I don't." He goes, "Well, how hard is it?" And then all the went back to that conversation previous. And he said, "Was I right?" And I said, "Yes, you were right." He goes, "I know." Okay. <laughs> And it was because when we go out there and we say, listen, I want to succeed at this level and we we get clear on what that looks like. And then we say we need a coach. And you do. But there are a lot of people out there today who have put up a website, shingle up and said, I'm a coach. And they really don't understand what coaching is about. They're charlatans there, there's even some out there that I would go so far as to say are scammers because all they care about is a credit card. Now I'm in business and I understand how business works. I have a background, I have education. I've started running profit from 43 different companies over the course of my life. The one constant has always been this, but keep something in mind. If you and I are working together and I'm your coach, you have to see results, Right. If you're not seeing and experiencing results, we have a problem. Now, some people it takes longer. I have people that, you know, they see results within 30 days, 90 days, 180 days. And then I have people that it takes two and three years. And we're all different. And there is not really a right or wrong. What there is, is how we, each one of us, takes that information that we're gifted with and starts to implement. Now, I want to share something with you. That that clock on the wall, the the watch you're wearing never stops. So you can't manage time. You get all there is. But you can manage the activities in the time that you've been blessed with. So those activities need to be high leverage. We call them high leverage activities, HLAs. They need to be high leverage because if you're going to succeed and you're going to collapse timeframes as you go down this road, you have to do it in a different way. You have to do something dramatically different. And this applies to how you think, how you act, how you talk, who you hang out with, and what you decide that outcome is going to be.
1: Can you just describe what you mean by collapsed timeframes?
0: Yeah, when we start to focus on those high leverage activities, okay, and the things that are going to actually move the needle, you will accomplish more in less time. And people go to me, really, Sean? Yes. Because when we understand what those things, I'll give you an example. I started working with a couple who had built a business, started in their basement, in the bedroom, built it up. They were doing, I don't know, $35 million a year. And we'd had a few meetings, and they decided they wanted to work with me. And the the evening of the first day after we'd signed some paperwork the wife phoned me and said man it was an incredible day sean i did so well we did this we did that and i said perfect these are all incredible things what did you do today that moved the needle and the phone went silent she said it's not like that here i said okay i said so well it's you know 5 30 or 6 o'clock in the evening what are you doing now she said well someone's going to clean the bathrooms and someone's got to empty the empty the waste paper baskets and you know this etc cetera, etc cetera. i said all right Now, my question then is, should she have been doing those tasks? And the answer is no, because they're not high leverage. Her only focus and investment of time should be in those things that are high leverage, that's going to move the needle, that's going to change the direction, and it's going to collapse timeframes. If she's spending three hours a day cleaning the kitchen and the office and emptying the waste paper baskets, it's not moving the needle on their company. And so, incidentally, in this case, it took two years of working with them before she made the decision and a smart decision to remove herself from the company. The company in a down economy grew 127% the following year. Why? Because there wasn't anyone pulling back on the reins to stop the company, Hmm. okay? And everybody was poised for growth except her, right? And when we do things, prime example, same people. The first payday that I was involved with their company, I walked in three days before a payday. And she had printed out 17 Excel spreadsheets on the boardroom table and taped them together. And I walked and three staff were working with her. And I said, What what is going on here? She goes, Well, it's payday coming? We have to tell, we have to pay people. I said, Well, don't you have a payroll company, Ceridian, or one of these big ones that, you know. And she said to me, She goes, Well, of course we do, but we have to tell them and then transfer the money. I said, Well, what are the spreadsheets for? Well, it's to figure it out. She said, We're out by three dollars. <laughs> I said interesting. I said so but we've got three staff and yourself working. Or she goes, "Oh, don't worry about the staff. They're on payroll. They don't cost us anything." Okay? So, you know, if it had been me, yeah, we need to find the $3, but for now, we've got four people investing time and money into finding $3. Okay? Let's yeah. understand what our priorities are. How do we collapse? I'd write the $3 off. Okay? Before I invested, I don't know, say thousand two thousand five thousand into trying to find it and when we start to understand what those high leverage activities are we start taking things off our plate because we become laser focused and this is the clarity focus execution thing when we become laser focused on those things that move us forward in the direction of our goal or objective
1: so that all makes perfect sense i think something i would like to ask you about this is something i come across fairly regularly And I'm, I'm not sure these people necessarily reach you because I think the people who reach you are, and I might be misunderstanding things, motivated, but I meet people all the time where I can see there's such tremendous potential, but their own lack of vision or imagination or ability to even fantasize almost traps them. And what you were describing at the beginning of you, you need to know what you want. You need, there there needs to be a destination. A lot of people's destinations, when I first meet them, are so tame. There's like they want to maybe make an extra 10% income, something like that. How do you help trigger this ambition? Do you?
0: I, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you. The destination doesn't need – when I say you need to know where you're going – you need to have an idea what you want. It doesn't necessarily mean to me. It has to be that great big hairy audacious school as he talks about in the good, the book, good to great. But I think we have to get there. And so part of when I sit down with people, whether it's an individual, an entrepreneur, a team, leadership team, executive team is, is what what is it? Most people today, and this is an interesting thing. Don't know. Hmm. They, they blindly go through most of the exercises throughout the course of the day and go home. So, even if you had a, you use know, your, you know, coin your phrase or word, the, the team goal, as long as they have something, we can take and expand on that. Um, and to create that is to paint a picture, right? And if you paint, if you're good at this and you can paint it as a coach and you can paint a picture of what that looks like, that individual or team of individuals will paint themselves into the picture as you share with them. That's part of the sales process though, my friend. Right. That's part of the, the, the initial conversation because, you know, if, if, if you're a coach and you're selling coaching, you have a problem. You shouldn't be selling coaching. And so, you know, part of this conversation is, is understanding where they're at, meeting them where, where they're at, and then helping them to gain some clarity around what is possible and what it looks like when they do achieve it.
1: So. I think we should pivot maybe a little bit into talking about coaches and the business of coaching. Mm -hmm. Partly I want to exercise my license to be nosy, but also partly I think I know you work with coaches and from your perspective, I think this is the place to go. Who makes a good coach? What should that process of becoming a coach look like? If somebody is a coach and they're feeling insecure in that role, how can they get secure in that role? and who if they are currently identifying as a coach but they are how could they maybe pivot that into something that's more appropriate if they're not the right person to be a coach
0: that that's a lot that's a lot of questions my friend <laughs> i know i know i was reading a thing
1: the other day about how to conduct a podcast interview and one of the things was never ask multiple questions at the same time <laughs> well, sorry for i,
0: I yours- know good- I know a good coach, my friend. Okay, Um, (laughs) so first, let's let's deal with this. I I think that everyone today has life experiences, has knowledge, has skill. I always tell people you have a lifetime of knowledge, skill, education, and experience. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be post-secondary education in an Ivy League school. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about the fact that um, most of us today have experiences that we want to share. And let's be clear, there are a lot of us today that, The world needs to hear our story, needs to hear our, our experiences. And, 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 and some of us, it's a message. We have a a drive to share. So if you want to be a coach, let's take just a few seconds and discuss why. If your objective is to serve and support others, if your objective is to help people realize on their goals and objectives, even those who may not yet realize what that is you're on the right track okay if you heard some so-called guru stand on stage and say you can make millions of dollars you should become a coach i would suggest that's probably not the right road for you okay that's a really
1: nice distinction
0: (laughs) right i have a drive and a motivation to to have a positive impact on people's lives careers businesses and relationships and that's why I do I do. It's what drives me. It's what motivates me. It's what gets me out of bed in the morning. It's why I write books and do courses. It's why I work with coaches. I get asked this question a lot, and I'll share this with you. People ask me, Sean, why do you do what you do? And to some people, this may seem corny. Bob Proctor, many, many years ago, said something to me. He said, Sean, none of us are getting out of this alive. And he's right. And I've also been told that when it's my turn to check out, my life will flash before my eyes. Now, if that's true... I want to make sure it's a movie worth watching, okay? So this is why I do what I do. There's a million things I could do. I've got a background in, a you know, I like started 44 different companies. The one constant has always been this. So from a, a coaching standpoint, work with a coach who will support you in your goal and objective to create and craft. You may have knowledge and skill. How you present it is everything. How you impart that knowledge you have, that experience you have to others is everything. I've watched people do this, you know, they take everything they have, they type it out, they put in a four inch binder and they someone's interested and they slap this binder on the desk in front of them and say, here's everything you need. The person looks at it and goes, okay. And they're overwhelmed. You can't do that's not who we are. It, it, the The other side of the coin is, is coaching is not something that happens overnight. You can't go somewhere. And I say this with all the sincerity in in the world. You cannot go to a hotel ballroom and have some, again, some, somebody tell you that you can spend 16 hours and you can build a business around coaching, helping people. Now, it may be a start. It may be the first step in building a foundation towards this. But there are, unfortunately, there are people out there today who will say, come spend you know, a Saturday and a Sunday with me in this ballroom at this hotel, pay me a couple thousand dollars and you're magically going to be certified coach and make millions of dollars. Good luck. And I don't mean that to sound harsh or mean or disrespectful. That's not going to happen. Working with people, helping them in ways. Let's be clear. Coaching is about the future. Counseling is about the past. So this is about the future. But you can't move into the future sometimes because there are things that happen in your past. And I'll share a story with you that I think a lot of folks that are, that are, that are listening to this conversation may resonate. If you have had something happen in your past that was traumatic, if you have never dealt with it, you still carry this boat anchor with you. I had an amazing woman. She was with the military for 25 or 30 years and she was still young when she retired. She decided she wanted to be a real estate agent but she could never get to where she was one first or second place, one or two on the real estate board in her community. And she slaved and she gave 110% and couldn't get there. And she was referred to me and worked together and she flew in and we were doing her first VIP day and she spent all day with me here in our training center. And we went for lunch and over lunch, she was sharing casual conversation. She shared a story about when she was in junior high or middle school. And what a teacher had said to her, and how he had berated her, called her stupid, told her she'd never be successful, she couldn't pass simple math, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's all horrible things. I'm not sure you get away with it today, but you know, this is going back a number of decades.
1: It's stuff I recognize.
0: But certainly. And a lot of people do. And she had carried this and internalized this for forty or forty-five years. Maybe more. And we went back to my office. And I asked her husband had flown out with her because they were going to do a trip together. And I'm about an hour from the Canadian Rockies. So they wanted to go and experience that while they were here in the country. And I asked him if he would step out and, you know, go grab a coffee. And he obliged. And her and I sat for the next hour and a half. And she left that boat anchor in that boardroom that day. And the following month, it took 60 days. She was number one on her real estate board. And she has consistently, this is 10 years ago now. She's consistently been number one, number two every month since then. I didn't do anything. I want to be clear. I don't want to take credit for this. What I had, all I heard was that, and she wasn't aware of it, that she was suffering from something that had happened decades prior. And all I had, all I did was ask questions and she made the conscious decision that this wasn't serving her. And as a result of that decision, she was able to move forward her life. And still to this day, every Christmas, I get a Christmas card and, you know, like every New Year's, I get a phone call on New Year's Day wishing me why, because there's gratitude, right? And so, so many of us have experienced this. When you work with, if you're a coach, if you want to be a coach, the trust that's placed in you is incredible. And if you value that and you value those strong, powerful and high trust relationships, you'll continue to grow and expand and you will achieve what it is you set out to, but you need to do it with somebody. I've had a coach for 20 years, sometimes more than one.
1: What's really interesting listening to that is you'll be familiar with this whole idea of niching or niching, depending on your flavor. And I have a friend, he runs a marketing agency and he just does digital marketing for mortgage brokers. Uh, This just would not light me up at all. Sorry about that. People People are motivated by such different things. Mm -hmm. And for somebody like me to niche into mortgage brokers, it would kill me. It would just, my soul would die. People are either motivated by money, they're motivated by impact, or they're motivated by a love of a technical thing. There's probably more ways you can dress that up. But if you're approaching coaching from a purely financial perspective, gain perspective. If you're motivated by money and coming into coaching from what you described there, you're going to find it really difficult because mm-hmm. people are not going to connect with you. They can, they can see that.
0: You'll be successful for a short period of time. Short yes. period. But when your true colors show through, you're done.
1: Yeah. And I think this is why it's so important that that personality fit is there, that the, that it isn't just a job or a business. But it's the, the classical vocation if it isn't a vocation you should probably not be in it. it it needs to
0: be a passion i think yeah i i get up every morning and i'll share this very openly and i am i go to sleep thinking about how i can help and and situate you know i get the privilege to work with an incredible people from all over the world and you know they will come to me with challenges and there are times where i lay down and, and I to go to bed in the evening And the the thing going through my head in a lot of cases is what those solutions are. I'm a solutions guy. My wife will tell you this sometimes, you know, it frustrates her to no end, but I'm always that solutions guy. It's who I am. It's how I'm wired. I'm sure I'll always be that way. And I'll wake up in the morning still, okay, you know, here's that solution for this particular individual, this team, this group, whatever it is. Coaching is one of those all-encompassing activities, The money's not a bad thing, but you know where you've heard this before: where passion and attention go, money flows. My focus is, yeah, okay, I have a business, and yes, I need to make money. I have overhead, and I have staff, and I have marketing, and I have all these great things I pay for. But at the end of the day, it's about the people, and all of that is for naught if I don't have the privilege to be able to work, whether it's in person here in the office, whether it's you know, you know, through uh, online mediums like this. The other side of this coin is is about eight or nine years ago, we had a lot of people that started to reach out to us through even phones sometimes, but online, website, social media saying, hey, can Sean help me? I want to be a coach or I am a coach, but I'm not seeing the results. I can't, you know, I'm not making the money I need to. I have a story. I have a message. I, I believe the world needs to hear, but I, I, I just don't know how to. Move the needle as we talked about before, Hmm. and initially I said no. I I don't want that. It's not our audience. It's not who we who we serve. And about a year later, my CEO came to me. She says we need to have a talk again. And I was traveling and speaking and coaching and writing books and doing the things that you know I do and I enjoy. And I said yes. We sat down and chatted, and so we started being very selective about the folks that came to us and saying, okay, I want. There's lots of people want to be a coach, but this is about. I think there's at some level I don't want to sound off in saying this, but there's a calling and so we've worked with a few coaches and one of the things i started doing in 2017 was creating something around coaches and the, the not just hey you should go talk to people but how does it look every interaction you have with them what does those converse those conversations like how do you set the right goals how do you help people reverse engineer that, how do you, you know, you talked about motivation and seeing it differently. How do you help someone to see things in that way? And then working hand in hand and side by side them to help them to implement and execute. And in 2020, of course, we all know that the pandemic hit and this project, while it wasn't at the top of the list, I had probably it was probably 80% complete. And I shelved it because we made a little shift in how we operated our company and our business. And about 18 or 20 months ago, I pulled it off the shelf and we finished it. And This is the big part of this and you and I kind of briefly talked about this a few minutes ago because we talked about why I do what I do and it's not about me, but it's a ripple effect. If I'm able to positively impact you, your life, your business, your relationships, it becomes that ripple effect because you in turn do the same.
1: There's so many places I could go, but I'm looking at the clock thinking I can't really take too much more of Sean's time. (laughs) But I think what I would love for you is that there will be coaches listening. A large section of my audience has coaching as an aspect of what they do. So if if anybody's listening as a a coach or an element of coaching, what are maybe three pieces of advice you would give them in order to improve their practice or their business?
0: Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. And I'll start this way. First of all, coaching selling coaching if you're in the business of coaching is completely different than selling anything else please know that and if you're selling coaching you're in trouble because you're competing with millions of people around the world who've hung up a shingle or set up a website and set them a coach and sell coaching so that's one you want to set yourself apart you want to differentiate differentiate yourself from them number two You need to be really focused on the results. What are the outcomes that people want to see? If you're able to help them achieve, to deliver, all of a sudden your business will start to grow very, very quickly. And the third thing, be fluid in your approach. Yes, there's a process, but everybody's different. And how they show up is going to be different. And if you're able to meet them where they are and then work from that point with them, it'll change their outcomes for the better and yours, for that matter.
1: So, Sean... If somebody at home is listening, thinking, I I want more, Sean, how can they do that? How how should people connect with you?
0: Well, first you might have to compete with my wife and kids, but you can go to changeyourresults.com. That's our main website. And you can, you know, request a free, my first copy, my first book, Change Your Mind, Change Your Results, uh, which was a bestseller way back in the day. We still, I think we sold uh, probably about 25,000 last year online uh, as well. And then the other thing you can do if you're a coach and if, you want to have an impact, you want to achieve freedom and you really want to dedicate your life to the service of others through coaching, go to lionfactorcoaching.com, lionfactorcoaching and send a message in and I will personally respond to that message and we'll set up a time where we hop on it, have a conversation and find out what your passion is.
1: I think that's a really good offer. You may get a call from me. Sean, this has been Awesome. I've only asked a quarter of the questions that I had planned. I would love to have you back sometime soon. Honestly, I think I'm, I'm so glad that I agreed to have you on the show. It's I'm so pleased. I've learned so much and I hope my listener has too.
0: It's been an honor. Um, Thank you for for it.
1: Before we go, can you maybe just tell me what is one thing you do now that you wish you'd started five years ago?
0: I'm actually going to go back further than five years, if that's okay with you. Okay. Uh, one of my coaches going back to about 2008 told me to do something where I would see passive income. And he told me to create a course and as a coach. And I was in the process of, I, actually, I think my book, first book was almost finished. And uh, he said, Sean, create a course. He said, someone told me to do this 10 years ago and I didn't do it until two or three, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, yeah, and, you know, this is human nature. Maybe it's just me and stubborn or whatever it is. And I said, yeah, I I got this. His name is Robert. And I said to Robert, "I, I got this. And he said, Sean, he said, just do it. And I said, yeah, okay. You know, I bugged him, you know, don't be Nike and all this kind of thinking I was humorous. And so if you're a coach out there right now, you create a course in the old days. This, you know, takes me way back when I had a full head of hair. You know, you create a course, you created CDs and DVDs and a workbook, and it came in a big plastic case or something to that effect. You know, in today's world, we don't do that. Of course, it's all online. It's delivered through some kind of a medium like an LMS or whatever it is, but create a course. If you're out there and you want to have a greater impact, one, it, it up levels your credibility. And two, if you do actually market it, it creates a passive income source in every month the folks that that you are able to share with, they pay you.
1: That's a really good answer is something I'm working on at the moment. Sean, thank you so much. And that does bring us to the end of another episode. Thank you to you at home for listening. And if you did enjoy the show, then I would gently encourage you to leave a five star review. That's five wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you did enjoy the show, then. You will also love the personal brand business roadmap. It's 100% free as a gift from me. It's 50 pages of everything you will need to start, scale, or fix your expert business. Just click the link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.agency forward slash roadmap. Thank you, Sean, for your time and for you listening at home. Thank you very much and see you.